Welcome to the Specifist. Specify your philosophy and life. Become aware, come aware, come aware, come aware, come aware, come aware. Record. Welcome to The Specifist, and today we're talking about, not we're talking about any, like, ways of, any techniques or quick fixes or anything today, but talking more about things that I think is important to talk about. In this case, we're talking about, uh... Why you fear truth. And if you don't think you fear truth, you probably do. And we'll get into what I mean by this um, in this episode. Most, maybe some of you don't. You know, if you, if you listen to a, a good number of these episodes, you may be a little bit better than most people. Um, so... What most people do have noticed is they will <clears throat> talk about or argue about, and I've done this before in the past, so I'm not saying that this is a bad thing or anything, but they'll argue about truths like, oh, the earth is flat or the earth, the earth is round or the vaccine is bad or vaccines are good, whatever it is, right? But those truths are skin deep to what I'm really talking about here. Um, you know, although sometimes those can fall fall into those same categories of of fear of truth that I'm talking about. Most of those truths are very skin deep, like oh, you know, maybe some. Libertarian policies are good, or maybe some democratic policies are good, even though I, I've always said that they weren't, and I'm a Republican, or whatever, you know, whatever the instances of skin-deep truth that you're, you may be thinking of when I say truth. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about truths that you hide for yourself. Um, things that you've hi- hidden from yourself. So, <clears throat> over the past years or so, I've, I've come to understand and realize that society, in a lot of ways, is built on, if not outright lies, then is built on uh, non, what I'm going to call non-integritous truth, and truth that is not, it's, it's based on non-integritous lies. If it's not completely inaccurate, it's based on like a lot of inaccuracies. So what do I mean by truth in this case? In particular, I'm talking about truth that goes against your, your self-agenda. Maybe it even includes, and a lot of it is, and if not most, if not all of it is, your shadow itself. Things that you hide from yourself. Maybe you hide the fact that you have certain sexual uh, desires that if other people would find out about, you would be, uh, they, people would be shocked, they would be ashamed, you would be ashamed as well, you'd be very embarrassed, and so you hide those things not only from other people but yourself, because it, it's easier than facing what is inside of yourself. It's really interesting to me how a lot of people, they like to make this statement where it's like, I would rather people be honest with me about certain things 
or I would rather know the truth than be lied to. When the truth is, is that you lie to yourself all the time. But you don't realize that you do this. Because the truth is that the truth that you think that you would want will actually hurt your... I don't want to use this word self-agenda because it didn't really explain anything, but it hurt, will hurt um, your, what you, basically it will hurt your stability, your certainty in things. And not just things like, oh, the earth is flat or the earth is round. Like I said, most of those truths are skin deep. Like 80% of the truths that people argue about and bicker about, even things about God and about the meanings of life and things like that are skin deep and don't really mean anything and don't really apply to what I'm talking about. Um, if not more than 80%, like 90%, 95%. Most of those truths are, in a sense, almost a, a coping mechanism to, to deal with the other truths that you don't want to deal with for various reasons. Because they're unpleasant. They're... Like if you... Were to... Get hit with those truths. For various... Whatever those truths might be. You would... Freak out. You would go... You might even go insane. You know, you might even spiral into a depression. You might even commit suicide. Because the... Mind is hiding from itself. Rather than becoming visible to itself for various reasons. You know, like going back to the example of maybe somebody has a a sexual desire that most people would be like, oh my god, about, you know, like, oh no, that's horrible. Why would you desire that or whatever? And so, so to avoid public, uh, what the mind would think would be public. It may not necessarily be public uh, outcasting, but what the mind would, would think would be, you know, let's say you have some aspect of yourself and your mind says, no, don't tell anybody about this because it might, you they might you know, get, they might not like it and they might hate you for it or whatever. It may be true, but it may not be true. It's not really even the point. The point is that it has these things that exist and most people um, <clears throat> because most people are honestly have come to the conclusion and I could be wrong about this but I've noticed that most people would rather just kind of like get through the day with, uh, you know, you know, whatever that may be, like, with work or whatever it is, and, and think that they're okay by, like, watching television or li listening to music or watching a movie or whatever, rather than facing these things within themselves. Because if they do that, then they have to realize in, within themselves that they actually are not what they claim to be. Within the world, but not even, not even, just not, not even that they're not what they claim to be, but that they have inner darknesses within themselves. That they have been hiding from not not only others but themselves, even. Um. And I'm not saying that you should do that in this episode. I don't, you know, want to know if I want to give that advice. But one of one of the problems I've noticed is that people are not prepared for truth when it happens because they have these shadow aspects within themselves that say, "Oh, this is, you know, a bad thing within myself. I don't want this to be a thing." You know, and then they will hide from it, and then they will 
try to, you know, uh, compartmentalize from it. They will kind of like ignore it, deny it with within themselves and resist it, things like this. Um, and that leads to a couple of problems. It may sound like that's a good solution, um, but it actually causes more problems than it solves. In some ways it solves some problems, in some ways it causes a lot of problems. One of the problems that it seems to solve is that it seems to get rid of the thing that you want to get rid of, the darkness, whatever that is, right? But the problem is that eventually, even if that's true, the thing cannot be suppressed, ignored, or denied forever, and eventually it's going to come back. And you can keep just, you know, ignoring that and, and going back to what you're doing eventually or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not a permanent solution. Assuming there is a certain, such thing as a permanent solution, which I think, in a sense, there kind of is. Not that it's, like, permanent as in, like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get rid of all of my darkness and all of my problems, but... Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later in this episode, but anyways. Um, the other problem that happens is is what I call unawareness. So, um, this kind of leads to the second... So, there's three of eight basic problems that I think that happen with this. The first is that it doesn't really stop the problem. It doesn't really fix it. It just kind of, like, puts it underground, and then eventually the problem comes back. The second problem is that... Because these shadow aspects exist, because these unpleasant truths exist, you, uh, if they show up in some way <clears throat> in your life, they will cause suffering because you're not integrating them, you're not dealing with them effectively. Um... Like for instance, I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to think of a good example. So, if you, let's say, there is something that's coming up, like that might come up in the future, um, a, a negative thing, and there's basically two ways of dealing with this thing. One is to kind of like, I guess there's three ways. One of them is to Ignore this thing, deny it, get rid of it. Or say this thing is not coming. I'll be okay, you know, things like this. The second thing is to kind of like resist it and say, no, this thing shouldn't be coming. It's not fair. I'm a victim, you know. And the third one is to face it head on. When I say if you are facing uh, economic downturns for whatever reason, like if you're, say you have a business, you know, what people typically do with, with unpleasant truths from what I've noticed and a lot of people is they will notice that either resist it or make it into a shadow and deny it and then what will happen is that because one didn't face it and deal with the problem uh, correctly and precisely the problem happens, and it may actually make things worse than it would have normally been if you wouldn't have just if you didn't before you you would have actually faced it head on. Um, if, because if you would have faced it head on, you could you would have fixed the problem. You would have find found ways to uh, lessen the problems caused by it. Things like this. You know, typically in business, we we uh, typically are trying to do that. But in life, we don't do this when it comes to our shadow aspects. And so when things happen, like when people that we, to give a really, really dark kind of example, like when people around us die because we are unprepared, because we weren't aware, because we didn't become aware this is a possibility, it hits us like a, a brick, you know, whatever or, you know, another example is, like, if you are in a relationship, 
in that relationship is, you know, there's certain problems, but you, you notice those problems, but, but then you, you ignore them and you say, oh, everything's going to be okay. But then they eventually, the person breaks up with you for various reasons, you know, you will be more upset perhaps than you would have normally if you would have just faced it head on because you weren't dealing with the problem uh, properly. That's the second reason, basically. Uh, and, <clears throat> and there's very varying degrees of this with people that when this happens. So the first two problems we kind of went over. But the third problem is what I call unawareness. Uh, which which comes back to the second problem, especially um, where if you become unaware in this way, you know, things are going to come up. You know, things are going. But it's not just in this way. Uh, it's not going to be unawareness just in this particular aspect, because a lot of people have a lot of shadows in a lot of different areas. And so in, in a way, it's actually going to lead to a general state of less awareness of, of reality of things um, for various reasons. I'm not 100% sure why this happens, but my thinking is because, is because you're not integrating yourself. And so awareness, it's almost like awareness gets blocked up and you can almost think of like, the self as awareness, right? And so when the shadows exist, they they exist within certain parts of your awareness. And so when you deny those parts, they kind of get blocked. They, they are a part of awareness. They are awareness in a sense. And so the awareness gets blocked out with those things. I think it's, I think it's a more complex process, but... Um, and maybe one day I will, when, when I figure it out, I'll make an episode about what causes unawareness. But, so, so, <clears throat> the mind seeks to find some kind of comfort and stability and certainty. And one of the ways in which he does this is by ignoring, denying, and and uh, making shadow aspects out of these unpleasant things within yourself and under unpleasant truths, things like this. Uh, and it depends on certain levels as well. It depends on the unpleasant truth and depends on things like that. But mainly I'm talking about like within. Like we can we can talk about how the earth is round or the earth is flat or even things that are more unpleasant like, oh, you know, we're all impermanent and things like this. That that certainly has something to do with it as well because there are darker truths that about reality that people often try and ignore or deny or resist or, you know, try and forget about because it, it, it hurts them and in various ways and that's definitely something to be talked about. But really what we're talking about is darker truths that are within and that affect you more within. And some of that has to do with these truths for that, that are coming from without, like impermanence or whatever the case might be. But most of it is things that are within. Um, so, when wisdom and awareness come, and another word for unawareness is ignorance, but I don't, but the reason why I'm not using that word is because that word is often used at, um, almost in like a degrading kind of way, in like a almost a dismissive way, like, oh, this person is ignorant, he doesn't know what he's talking about, um, but the word unawareness explains things better, because, <clears throat> you know, like, say, somebody says something to somebody, or let's say somebody 
let's let's think about who somebody who might be ignorant. What would cause ignorance? The fact that he's not aware of certain things that you are, perhaps perhaps or perhaps he is, but he's just not willing to become aware of those things for various shadow-based reasons. And so, unawareness equals ignorance in a lot of ways. Um, So why do you do this? Why do you hide things from yourself rather than making them visible to yourself? Um, and the answer is because it, for whatever reason, it doesn't serve your agenda, basically. Um, but to be more detailed, basically, it like think of a, an example of like. Let's go back to the example of somebody who has a weird, perhaps to most people, sexual desire, whatever that desire is, right? So, if, let's say right now this person is a person who is well-liked by his peers, whatever that even means anymore, I don't even know what the term peers even means, like the pe word is used in like ways that it doesn't really... But anyways, just <laughs> the right episode. But anyways, and so because he wants to keep it that way, he wants things to stay that way for various reasons. You know, maybe he's even embarrassed himself. He doesn't explain it. He doesn't tell anybody. But let's say one day somebody in his neighborhood, in his town or whatever, finds out, you know, let's say that then the public will think that it's embarrassing and, and shameful of him to have whatever this desire is, and so he gets kicked out or put even put in prison, perhaps, depending on whatever this desire is. And so... <clears throat> He was trying to ignore, he, he was trying to deal with that by not dealing with it within the mind. Um, and that's what I mean by selfish in this case. I don't really mean like, oh, you're being selfish. I like A lot of people like to use that phrase as if it means something. Um... And I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I think that phrase is often used in like a very dismissive term, a way as if that's actually um, making things clearer to people when they use the word selfish. When really it just means that he is doing this because it doesn't serve himself to do otherwise for whatever reason. And is it bad? Is it wrong to do that? Not necessarily. No. Is it selfish to not get eaten by the bear you know maybe the bear is hungry maybe it would be selfless to let the bear eat you you know whatever it is <laughs> and there's you know an argument and there's a uh i think there's different degrees of so-called selfishness but the selfish person in this case, isn't selfish because he's, like, manipulating people necessarily. I mean, it may sound like that, and it is, I think, but I don't think it's done all the time. I mean, it can be, but it isn't necessarily done to be in this way that we think of as, like, oh, you're, you're manipulating me. Because, to a lot of extent, that's what society is about. It's about manipulating us in some way. Um... You know, it just depends on the degree of manipulation, in my opinion. Like, because the way our society is set up, it's set up to manipulate us. Because when, when you're born, you have no real say-so. You don't know anything. You, you can't tell what is right or wrong. You, you don't know what to do in life and things like this. 
And so in order to kind of do what is right or wrong, parents have to teach you, they have to guide you, and whatever that is. But this understands a form of manipulation. Is it a wrong form? Not really, but it's a form that exists. Uh, it's a form of indoctrination. Like a lot of people like to use these phrases, manipulation, indoctrination, um, in like a mean way, like, oh, this is this means that this person is being mean, when really the person is trying to do it for his reason. Maybe he's trying to do it because he thinks it's good for you as well as himself, or whatever, you know. Um, you know, I've always been one of these people who's tried to understand people in in the most darkest of, of circumstance. Like, what, what causes people to be violent? What causes people to be, you know, whatever it is that they're, they are doing? For various reasons, which we'll get into. Um, so, when, when this happens, when they become afraid of these truths, there's different ways in which this happens. Uh, they will then stay away from that truth. Because what they can then sometimes do, and what they often do, is they focus on other truths to kind of stay away from those other, those deeper truths that will hurt when they come up and things like this. And they'll focus on, like, oh, no, the earth is round, or, the, oh, the earth is flat. You know, things like this. Um, because it's, in some ways, easier to do that and, and think of other people as evil or bad rather than realizing that it's all kind of shades of gray. Like, we all have, if you want to talk about good and bad, and and black and white, and, and light and dark, and all this other crap that people like to talk about. Oh, like, hey, he is evil, this person is evil here, and this person is evil here. You know, based on the um, ideas of good and evil that exist in, 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 uh, in the Western culture especially... We all have these different aspects of good or evil. Assuming good and evil exists in the first place, and it isn't just a construct of mankind, but that's that's another episode. But anyways, and so because that, that is the case, you are hiding the things from yourself that you call evil, that you are inside. Maybe you've harbored violent thoughts about somebody. Maybe you've had dark, you know, ideas, you know, things like this. If it's not good or evil, it's good or bad. You know, bad things like depression. Like maybe you um, have a lot of anger inside of yourself or whatever. And that's bad or whatever. Whatever it is in your mind or the mind of your society, especially that you think is bad or that they've told you is bad that you in some way have inside you will hide from yourself and because it's for various reasons you know because it serves you to do so um you know for another you know it helps you to become less aware of these things or at least you think it does Um, the other problem too is that you're, when you do this, you become less integral, integritous within yourself, which can be a very big problem. And as I think one of the reasons why it would cause this corruption in the first place in societies and in Congress and all these places that seem to cause corruption. The reason why I think they cause so much corruption is because they themselves, their minds are very non-integritous, which means that they don't have 
they haven't integrated themselves properly. They haven't dealt with their shadows or anything. And worse, they create more shadows by doing what they're doing. It's almost like the, the saying that the left hand doesn't do, know what the right hand is doing. Because I think what they what, what can happen, and I'm not sure about this, I could be wrong. This is based on my own experience from people and, and myself and things like this. But what I think is happening with these people is that because it serves them, or at least I think they think it serves them to do whatever it is that's, that most people would call corrupt, they will do these things. But then, because they don't want to face the unpleasant truth that maybe it's maybe it is corrupt and, and whatnot, they will they will say it's not corrupt, and then they will hide it from themselves. But then they will, you know, it'll come back again and and whatnot. This is because they're very non-integritous. Why this is, I don't really know. But like I said, I think it has to do with awareness. How aware are you? of your inner workings. You know, most people don't want to look at the unpleasant side of life. Just give me something, make me happy, give me some pills. You know, that's what our, what our pharmaceutical market is all about. Just give us some kind of antidepressants and that'll solve all our problems. Or so they claim, you know, They've been trying to solve things through the outside their entire lives. Like, I'm sad. I want to buy an iPhone. That'll make me happy. Or, you know, I'm, I'm annoyed. That person shouldn't be shouting at me. That'll make me happy. They're always looking to the outside to fix the problems that they are seeing within themselves. Not knowing that that's really just kind of putting a band-aid on the problem and not really fixing it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not judging anybody for this. I, I don't blame anybody for this. Because it may feel and seem easier to do it this way. But it creates certain problems because it actually worsens your suffering in some ways. Because what it does is it makes you less aware. And because it makes you, because then it makes you less aware, you will fall into uh, certain traps of mind and, and body and spirit or whatever that you wouldn't, norm you wouldn't normally fall into. Like, if you're aware, like, say, for instance, if you're aware that you have a weakness for certain things, like sugar, you can find ways of minimizing that in your life. But if you're not aware, if you, if you, you resist that fact that you have that weakness and you say, no, this is bad, and you start you're judging it or whatever, and then you... Um, deny it or resist it or whatever you can't fix it you can't solve it you can't deal with it properly and so it just kind of festers and it doesn't really fix anything and really I've come coming I've been coming more and more over the past couple of years to the conclusion that I don't even think it's about fixing any of these things um, yeah, we, we live in a kind of like a quick fix society where it's like, oh, you know, this problem exists here. Just fix it. Fix it quickly. Um, because in some ways we have, we can't do that with a lot of things like technology and machines. But, some, but, but, but what we don't understand is what we have kind of forgotten and don't understand is that we can't do that with other things. Um, but because we've gotten so used to doing that with, with a lot of things, like just uh, machines and, you know, things like this, that we, we, we try and do this with society. That's what we're now seeing now with society and, and governments. 
um, so it's all about um, getting things fixed quick. It's a quick fix society. And that really not realizing that's not really working. It's it's more like putting putting a band-aid on the problem rather than actually facing the issue issues head on, becoming aware of them purely without judging them, without uh sidestepping them. And from there you can deal with them if you if you so choose. You know, things like this. And honestly, I feel sorry for a lot of these people because they try so hard to fix all these problems that they have without realizing that they're actually not fixing them. You know, at most, they're kind of like putting them in a in a in under some under your a rock or whatever inside their head, but eventually it's going to come back out again. It's just going to keep repeating itself. And they're like, their life is, they're like, they're like, why is my life so horrible? Why does my life have no meaning? Things like this. And the reason why is because you're not facing these things. I'm not saying that facing them is easier at all. But what I've noticed is that over, overdoing this for a couple of years, it gets simpler, easier to do so. It's not like you're ever going to never suffer after doing this for a couple of years, but you're going to be more stable in this way. You're going to be more integrated. Because you're seeing through your problems rather than see, looking at them. And what most people do is they look at themselves. They look at their problem and they go, this is bad, this is wrong. Rather than like actually becoming aware Purely becoming aware of this thing and looking through it by saying, by just, you know, like looking at it. How do you face your suffering? What do you do? You, know, you, you can either resist it, which makes it, you know, double suffering. It's like uh, you're suffering now because you're suffering, which is creates a vicious circle of now you're suffering because you're suffering because you're suffering and you're suffering because you're suffering because you're suffering because you're suffering. So just keep going and going and going in that long loop until eventually the loop is broken in some way. But um, you know the quick fix solution in this case might sound like the answer is to just ignore it forget about it not look at these things um but when you do this you create like all these things that now want to try and bubble up to the surface and when they do they become less stable because they're not being uh you're not you're not seeing through them you're you're looking at them you're seeing at them, in a sense. Um, it's one thing to, you know, like, try and understand your suffering. But if you don't become aware of it and, and go through it and... To the other side, you can't see it. You can't see through it. And so you can't fix it. Once you do this enough times, it eventually kind of like... You start losing... From my experience, and I could be wrong, but you start losing a lot of that strength that it once had. Because you're not... Because you're, you're not uh, ignoring it. You're not avoiding it. And so... At first, it's going to be very strong when you do this. And it's going to feel very unpleasant and very difficult. Like, oh no, this is happening here and this is happening there. But over a matter of months and years, it's going to start 
loosening because you're you're not feeding it anymore. You're you're just going through it without trying to stop it, without trying to, you know, do anything to it in any kind of way, without trying to fix it. But as but just by becoming aware of it and going through it in this way. Um and so eventually over years it will decrease and you will become more stable as a person. From my experience, I could be wrong, but I'm not saying that it's going to be a, a perfect process to where you're going to get it right the first time that you do it, or like you're going to just purely watch it the first time because if you will probably have resistances to it and you'll probably try and get rid of it again. But just keep doing that process over and over again will eventually you will eventually settle down from that response and it will become less of a problem. You know, eventually I think there's going to be a point where, and I think this has already happened with certain uh, groups of beings that exist some of them you can call them extraterrestrials but there's like this um idea that some some people have it's actually this channel called Aaron Dowdy that was talking about this a couple months or a year or two ago but basically talking about how some of these extraterrestrial beings are so high in vibration and and awareness that if you were to walk up to them they would be bringing up all the all the things that you would you would be hiding from yourself would be brought up all the shadows all the dark things not because they're doing it but because they are so integrated with them within themselves that um these things cannot be hidden within yourself anymore and so you would because of that, you would think that they're the ones doing it when actually you're the ones that are doing it. You're the one that's doing it to yourself. Well, not, not even really that you're the one doing it to yourself. I think that, that what's happening is that awareness is so strong in these individuals that it forces awareness attunements to extra, uh, increase in you as well, which causes this. Because the truth of this is that these these uh, aspects are within you now. You're because, but because your awareness not dial or whatever you want to call it is so low, because you have been, you know, suppressing these things. That, but because you have been suppressing these things, you know. It forces your awareness dial down. You know, why is that? Because, like, if your um, awareness... This is just an insight just just came to me. I don't know if it's true, but it's an interesting idea. But basically, you think of awareness as like a dial, right? So, before you tried to hide these darker aspects of yourself in whatever form that they were in... Your awareness as at was at like let's say a three or a four or a seven or whatever, right? But because you have these things, you want to get rid of them. And so you turn your awareness dial down to a one or a zero point six because it's easier to not see these things than to face them. Because you have you would have to turn your awareness dial down. Why would you have to turn your awareness dial down, you would think, you say. But, but the answer is because if you move your awareness dial up in this way, these things would come up again. And in fact, that's what happens, is that um, most people, what they do is they work, right? They work, and then they go home, and then they listen to television, and they do anything. That basically puts their awareness dial down. They drink alcohol and things like this. Um, and this 
puts your awareness dial down somewhat. Maybe not a lot, but a little, but somewhat, and that kind of adds up over time to a certain extent. Um, and because of that, you're you're not, you know, aware of these darker aspects until they come out in moments of like maybe drunkenness or moments of like very strong emotion will eventually come out and then you will be forced to deal with it for those couple of moments or whatever. Um, but there's ways in which the mind forces that awareness dial down. You know, maybe, maybe I should talk about that in another episode because that's just something that I just thought of. But anyways, I hope this episode is helpful for you in some way. I know it's very, it's kind of, it's a very kind of like not really helping you at all really because it's not really like there's no, um, you know, there's no strategy to help yourself with and there's no quick fixes here. And there will not be any quick fixes really for this for the most part. Um, and uh, whatnot. But if you are dis- determined to live an integral life, integritous life, then I'd recommend you, you do this with yourself. You know, take some time to yourself. This is the, this is the uh, action I'll take. This is the action I'll give you the... Uh, technique of sorts give yourself some time an hour or two one time whatever it is and whatever it is that's inside that you have been avoiding if it comes out one time find a spot where you're not going to be disturbed and become aware of this shadow aspect. Well, your first, your your first, your mind's first instinct is going to try to flinch away from this, whatever this is, because the reason why it's a shadow aspect is because it's something the mind finds embarrassing or disturbing or whatever. You know, if you are intent on on keeping this up. I'd recommend not doing that as much as possible for this exercise and just becoming aware of yourself in this in these moments in this hour or two because I want to give you I want to tell you now that you're probably going to need at least an hour or two to deal with these emotions and these thoughts and these darker aspects um, <clears throat> for various reasons because. What what is going to happen is that these aspects of yourself, because they have been hidden for so long, they're kind of like you know, like almost it's almost like uh, what an animal would do. You think about what it, what would happen if a cat was locked up in a closet. What would the cat do? Would the cat just sit there quietly? I mean, maybe it would for a while. For a couple of days, maybe for a couple, not a couple of days, but a couple of hours, it would be just sit, sitting there playing in the closet or whatever. But eventually it would want to get out. And so it would go, Meow! it'd be making a bunch of noise. And that's what your shadows are going to do. It may take them a couple of hours or a couple of days, but they're going to make a bunch of noise to come out. And so when they come out, in this case, unlike a cat, a cat's not really going to do anything like this, but because these things re- require and crave attention and love and acceptance. They are going to come out very strong. And it may feel very much like you're becoming unstable with these things coming out. Um, but what's happening is that these shadow aspects are getting a, t- a chance to breathe. They're getting a chance to you know, do whatever it is they need to do for those hours, those couple of hours. Um, and in these couple of hours, 
what this really is is about is not fixing things. This is not about fixing anything. This is not about finding a chance to deal with your shadows once and for all because it's that's part of the reason why your shadows are shadows in the first place. One of the reasons, one of many reasons, one of them might be also too that they are, like I said, disturbing in some way to the mind, shameful, embarrassing, whatever it is. <laughs> and so, depending on how strong the shadow is, depending on how how long they've been in this, this uh, depending on how long they've been suppressed, they're going to come out very strongly. You almost think of it as, as like a uh, a cooker. Like if you were cooking something um, or, you know, had something in, in a, a pot or something that was that had a lot of pressure under it to keep it in the current state that it was in, like a pressure cooker or something. You know, maybe when you open up that cooker, it's going to, you know, that pressure is going to come out. And you're like, wow. But eventually it's going to decrease in in its volume and, and whatnot until eventually it even perhaps even stops altogether. Um, you know, that may take months or years, but eventually it will happen to a lesser or greater extent. Um, and if you don't want to do this, this, that's fine. You know, you know, I'm not telling you that you must do this. Oh, you should do this. You know, I'm not going to say that because it's not really my place and I don't really care what you do anyways. But if you are having problems with these aspects that are your, you're trying to resist or avoid or deny or whatever, I'd recommend doing this because it, it's going to force them out and it's going to make them seem very unstable at first but eventually it kind of it may take months or years but it, it, it it'll start decreasing and then you'll kind of become more stable as a person from what i've noticed and then you know you'll become more able to deal with not only these things but reality itself and and, and whatnot so anyways i hope this helps and I will talk to you on the next one.